You're listening to Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast, episode 83. Welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community with your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. I am Carrie Ann, and I have two guests with me today, um, Alicia and Deanna, and um, I'll let them introduce themselves in a second, but we are going to talk about workplace shenanigans, and being that it's um, Women's History Month, we're going to talk about misconceptions about the Caribbean American women in the workplace, so... Let's throw it to Alicia. Alicia, tell the people. Alicia's not a, a, a stranger to the show. This is her third appearance, but still. Um, so let me just swing it to the newbie, Deanna. Deanna, introduce yourself to the audience. So hello, my name is Deanna. Um, I'm also known as Dis Chick. I am a soca music party blogger. So um, I, my coworkers actually know that I'm a party blogger. So my West Indianness comes up a lot in the workplace, especially on a Monday morning when they're asking me what I did over the weekend. <laughs> um, so everyone, at least in, in my workplace knows, you know, I'm of Guyanese descent. I do go out a lot on the weekends. I do party. I do go to carnivals. So it's an interesting topic because this comes up a lot for me. So I'm, I'm happy to be joining the show. For the first time, not a veteran like Alicia. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's all right. We'll make you a vet down the road, Alicia. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me on again. I love coming to visit you guys. Um, hey guys, my name is Alicia. I am also known as Alicia Simone. My blog is Rewind and Come Again, where I talk about Caribbean American Caribbean diaspora culture, and I'm happy to join in. Um, my experience is a little different from Deanna's. Most people in my workplace do not know I am of West Indian heritage until some event or some subject brings it up. And then, um, yeah, the conversation after that and the attitudes after that um, are really interesting once people find out. So uh, really um, excited to talk about this. I think this is a topic most people don't really consider discussing. It's just something you live with, you work with. And so it's, uh, I'm excited to delve in more into it. All right. So, Alisa, why haven't you told or why don't people at your job know that you're West Indian? Is that a conscious decision or it's it just never came up? You don't think that's a necessary thing to lead with? Uh, I think it's a I think it's a conscious decision. Um, I The way I was raised, my mother was very um, when you're in school or you're at work, you speak properly you speak the, the queen's english and um you behave a certain way and you don't and people can see you're black that's enough i mean she didn't say these things outright but in just the way she grew me it was it just became known that you don't one you don't need to give it too much personal information and then um cultural information is not necessary unless it's really necessary to the task at hand you don't share that because it'll only probably will only um be a problem for you or give you difficulties down the road or, or put eyes on you that are not necessary. So I never really, I don't even really think about it. I just, you know, work Alicia is very American, um, <laughs> very jolly. And, and unless something comes up where recently um, I've got some vacation plan, I'm going to Guyana um, in May. And so I had to put in for that time and it was, it's, you know, a full two weeks. And so, I'm, Oh my God, where are you going for two weeks? And then I'm like, oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm going on vacation. Really? Where? Uh, uh, I'm going to South America. <laughs> South America? Oh, my God. What's going on down there? Well, my family's from Guyana. Guyana? Oh, my God. And then, and it just it makes me uncomfortable to discuss because I feel like I become an exotic object because I work in a predominantly white um, industry. Then I become a subject of people want to ask all these, well, tell me more about it. And is it like Jamaica and white beaches? And, and, and then I, I don't want to explain all that. I don't want to be a cultural, I don't want to be national geographic at the, at the, at the office. So I kind of leave it alone unless it really is necessary to discuss. I got you. I got you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in between. Um, but like early in my career, I literally just went to work. I walked in and I know major hype, 
really exaggerates it, but I, I, none of us walks in, especially me, the Jamaican in the room, and, and now it's like, yo, my name Carrie, I'm at a Jamaican, I'm beat chess. I don't do that. Right. None of us do that. And as, as you know, like Alicia says, you know, um, old school, because our parents came to the U.S. in a time where it was literally you blend in, you, you don't try to make anyone hear any hint of an accent. So mm. I get that, you know, going to work, um, you know, growing up, we were taught to compartmentalize. So and I'm still having that struggle with certain people, because I think now in a modern day and millennials, you know, everything is kind of blurred and blended. You know, mm-hmm. growing up, you know, I grew up in Jamaica and then I came here. Everything was you had work friends, you had school friends, you had church friends. And, mm. you know, none of them really mixed unless they lived in your community or you lived in the same church. So uh, went to the same church. So you could live in the same community, go to the same school, um, go to the same church or, mm. you know, a mixture of them. But otherwise, there was just no blending. So I kind of took that same approach here. And where I came from never really came up on like on like you, Alicia, something happens, you know, and to be honest, you don't want it. And I mean, it's it's a reality. If 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 it's if it comes up that I'm Jamaican, you're it, and you hear it in my voice, then I'm upset. And then that's just not a bad situation to mm. be in when the accent comes out at work. It's it's typically when you know you're upset. So that's my experience with that. Uh, um, Deanna, you know, your coworkers are all in it. And so, did, how how did how did that come about? This conversation that they knew you know, that you are a party blogger, you're Guyanese. How did that conversation happen? Um, You know what? It's so interesting because I actually have a different perception. Um, I actually do want to educate, you know, my coworkers because sometimes, and I've been in situations where people have said very ignorant things and, Mm -hmm. you know, without malice, they just really didn't know, especially Mm -hmm. when I say Guyana and they immediately assume Ghana and Mm -hmm. that becomes the conversation. Um, and then when I say I'm West Indian and they're like, oh, you're Jamaican. No, (laughs) I really think geography needs to be stressed in school. Um, but I, I actually take that on myself to really start talking to them about West Indianness and Caribbean Americans and just experience, but music, culture, food. I feel like it's important for me to, to educate them. So they, they don't say those stupid things to me. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents made it so that it was, it's a part of who I am. And so I, I actually don't really compartmentalize. Um, blogging has, of course, just emphasized that because I want people to know about all the festivities and the music and the culture. But it's also, I take pride in that. And so I want to share that. I want to tell people. And so I've actually met people at work who are like, oh, yeah, I have a friend who's Guyanese and she never tells me anything about it. Or I have a friend who's Trinidadian and what's the food like? And so they end up actually asking me questions because they want to know, but they're afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want to come off sounding ignorant. They don't want to impose themselves. They, there's a lot of guilt with with, you know, saying things to your coworkers. You're not sure how people are going to take it. You don't want to offend. Um, so I think for me, I, I create something like a safe space. You can ask me those questions because I don't want you to go to the next person and say something ignorant. You so know let, let's talk about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You know, you know what I noticed? All mm-hmm. three of us are kind of talking like, are we the only West Indian in the workplace? Is that like true for you? <laughs> or both of you? No, no not at all. There's a Trini girl at my job. So the Trini girl I- don't let anybody know she's Trini? No, it just, uh no when it comes up you know what happens every day also i noticed there's a, a mailroom guy who's jamaican and he comes up by and that's when we like both turn on because he'll he'll come in and we're all like hey did you do you know where the uh spreadsheet is and can i when is the next meeting and then he'll come by and he's like hey yeah what going on? <laughs> and then we immediately like hey, what's going on and she i think um is more like Deanna where she's got a more like I don't care this is me even though in her daily you can't tell because she doesn't have an accent um you can't really tell but she immediately turns on when he starts we start all three of us start talking and she doesn't care 
what people think. She, you know, she's the person who doesn't care what people think. So we live, we work in an open environment. So anything, anytime you open your mouth, everyone can hear you. So yeah. So everyone's heads start to turn when we talk. And this may be my own personal hang up that I need to get over and more that I'm thinking about it now. I, she immediately starts when someone going on and starts talking and I do the same, but then I'm, I'm conscious of people perking up and like, Oh, I never heard them talk like this before. What does that word mean? I can see it and I feel self-conscious and I, I realize I start to, to almost whisper and, or, you know, try to move us into another location. So we're not so close to people. So I think, hmm. Is that something I need to think about? Is that that self-consciousness is probably, you know, your mom and, you know, what she's told you, like, in the back of your mind. Because Mm -hmm. for them, it was really very, very serious. There's not one person in your mom's generation, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that came up and they really, it was, they've had repercussions about being too West Indian and, you know, so, so th- there's some history there. And because she's drilled it into you so much, you are almost like this thing, like, I don't want people to know and call too much attention to yourself. So that's probably what it is. But something to explore further. Um, yeah. Deanna, how about you? Are there other West Indians on the job? Yes, they are. And, you know, they also are of the mindset of, you know, I'll, I'll speak to other West Indians and tell them about, you know, I'm going home for carnival or, you know, I'm visiting family or something is happening, but they don't really share that in the workplace because it's not really seen as professional. And of course you don't want people Mm -hmm. who are in your workspace to be in your life space, right? You don't want them to know too much about what you do when you leave at five o'clock. So I respect that. I definitely respect that. I'm the complete opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I let people know, yeah, I have to leave because I have to catch a flight to Toronto for Caravana. Yeah. I have to go because I'm, I'm doing this thing or I'm heading to this event. Um, So for me, it's, it's very different, but I definitely do connect with, there's a Guyanese woman, there's a Trinidadian woman, there are two Jamaican men. Um, and we, we have that kind of like Alicia, that little in crowd where mm-hmm. you speak a certain way. But for me, I feel because I was not born in Guyana, mm-hmm. when I try to put on a Guyanese accent, I don't feel authentic at all. <laughs> I feel right, like right. I am faking this completely. Um, so I don't, I don't do it like that, but I definitely realize, you know, we relax a little bit more. We, we speak a little bit more openly because you feel like these people can understand when you have family obligations or you have things that you need to do, or you feel like, you know, going down the road and getting some jerk chicken or getting some curry. Why are there no curry spots in, in Midtown? Like we Mm -hmm. have those kind of conversations and we share, Mm -hmm. but I definitely get why people, you know, create that barrier between their personal space and their workspace. Yeah, I definitely create that barrier. I remember I worked in the legal industry for a long time. And I remember, um, you know, I was one of one of the partners or the, the attorneys that I worked closely with. She was, you know, we were having a conversation and it goes back to the compartmentalization. Right. So I was like, man, I don't have any clothes or something. And I said, oh, you know, but she said, you just bought clothes the other day. You went shopping. I'm like, no, those are going out clothes. They don't belong at work. <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> And she's like, going out clothes. I'm like, it's it's a West Indian thing. It's go, the, You know, you don't wear the clothes that you buy for party to work. You just don't do that. And and then she's, how, how it even came up that I'm West Indian. She was like, oh, you know, I went to a Jamaican shop and the rice, I, I bought the rice and the beans. And there's a distinct taste. I'm like, it's the coconuts. She's like, how do you know that I'm Jamaican? So it's like <laughs> ha- having those like, you know, like those opportunities. And that only came out because working in the law firm, there are a lot of late nights. So it's kind of one-on-one. And mm. I, I I, felt comfortable having this conversation with her because, you know, she was a lot like me. She kept to herself. There was no, you know, crossing over in like each other's personal space and personal life. But for mm. the most part, I just kind of navigate. And if people are Jamaican, I don't kind of say anything or hear them talking. I just listen because... You know, honestly, I want to hear if somebody's going to say something about me in Patua. And if I don't say anything, you know, if, if, if I keep talking the Queen's English and nobody is none the wiser because I can code switch better than anybody. So, you know, if I keep quiet, I, I want to hear if somebody goes, say, you see that girl over there? So, like, I want to hear if they're going to talk about me. Um, but um, I think there was one job that I went to that there were so many West Indians, particularly Guyanese. It was just like, I've never been at a job where there were so, 
And then, you know, it was to the point where, you know, we would walk down the hallway and everybody was like, walk one. Everybody's like, yeah, my dad, you know. And everybody's like, like literally Trinis, Guyanese, Haitians, you know, Bayesians. I was like, I've never seen like so many in one Did place. Did you like that? Did you like that? That must feel so like comfortable um, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, We worked in different departments. So it was, it made it, a li- it was different because you know, you didn't always interact. So the only times we really did interact, because if someone's in the billing department and you're the only person you walk past, yes, I walk on and I'm saying, you know, you keep working. But like when they had like the monthly birthday celebrations or something like this, everybody's like, hey, or usually like when something has happened. So um, particularly when there was like track and field events, some sporting events, that's kind of where the big conversations happened. Otherwise, we kind of dispersed and kind of went about our business because at this at the same time, like Deanna said, it's it's not quite professional and we're aware of that. But we do turn on and light up when we are around each other, especially if something significant is happening in the community or has happened in the community. You know, somebody walk up like, yo, you hear about so and so it's like, mm-hmm. so right. it, it was it was cool. But we still kind of knew when to kind of, you know. If, if, you know, back away, if, you know, you're around your team, you kind of do the West Indian communication, your points with the lip, you do the, <laughs> you do the head nod, or, 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 or you, you watch the eye. And if you watch the eye, you say the Hannah, move a little bit, the finger, like later, 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 that type of thing. So mm. it, I did enjoy that. But where, where I currently work, I'm the, I'm the only um, Jamaican. So. And the West Indian. So we kind of talked about, let's get into like misconceptions are, are pretty much stereotypes, right? Um, mm. Deanna kind of mentioned one. The minute she said she's West Indian or from the Caribbean, default Jamaican, right? So that's like a misconception that people have about every West Indian or Caribbean person. They're from Jamaica. And mm. I, that's a whole different conversation as to why people do that. And, and that probably could take up this call. But what do you feel, I'll throw it to you, Alicia, what do you feel is a misconception that people have when they find out that you're West Indian, Caribbean, we use that term interchangeably for the audience, um, when they find out that you're a West Indian or a Caribbean woman? Um, you know, one thing and uh, that I think it kind of depends, and I, this is why I brought up before we got on air, um, I brought up. I think there is a difference between if you walk into the workplace and present as someone who was born and raised in the Caribbean versus um, an American of Caribbean descent. Um, Because from what I've seen from my experience versus my friends um, who are raised in the Caribbean and come here and work as older adults, um, I feel like they have a harder time they are perceived as not initially at least they don't know they don't they won't understand what proper business protocols are proper business standards um because if american business standards are the standard the industry standard um then they clearly um wherever they came from they probably don't um do it the way we do it and the way they do it is probably subpar so i i from the stories i've heard i feel like immigrants in general caribbean immigrants in particular are initially perceived as well we're gonna have to get you up to pace because however you did it in your home island probably isn't the correct way or the industry standard way and then they're you know they quickly learn just because i have an accent and was born somewhere else doesn't mean i don't know what i'm doing um so I think that's a, an initial uh, reaction as opposed to like my experience as someone of Caribbean descent. Um, I don't present initially as Caribbean. You wouldn't guess that just from my, your initial reaction um, interaction with me. I don't, I wouldn't get that um, same, that same uh, preconceived notion. How about you, Deanna? Uh, for me, it's usually, and, and I've seen this with other people who, definitely um, have the accent or it's very clear that they have either just come to the country or they've been here a very, a very short period of time. Um, there's this misconception that they're going to take forever to get something done. And mm-hmm. I've heard people say that. 
like, oh, if you give it to her, you know, it's going to take an extra however many days, you know, but she's from the Caribbean where everything is slower. And wow, and it wasn't true. She just got to the Somebody job. Somebody actually said that? Someone actually said that. Of course, it's in, um, you know, the copy room. So other people can't hear. And again, since I also, like Alicia, don't really present as West Indian, I don't have an accent or anything. They felt comfortable saying this in front of me. Wow. And it was based on nothing at all. She had just gotten to the job, but they were like, oh, you know how it is in the islands. They like to take their time with things. So just make sure you stress to her that we need this quickly. Mm. And it was so rude. And of course I had to speak on it. Um, but it was just immediately that was the reaction. She's from the Caribbean. She's going to take a long time to do something because apparently time is, is not part of her. You know, she's, it's just not going to be a priority for her. She yeah. likes to do things a little bit slower. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's interesting. So um, a misconception, inferiority in terms of, you know, um, work, um, deliverables and mm -hmm. speed, you know, like it's uh, OK. Um, all right. So I have one for you that happened recently. Um, I don't remember how it even came up that I'm Jamaican. I don't remember, but it came up and um person's like I don't like Jamaicans I went to Jamaica and they were all mean and blah 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 and I'm like okay you know that's their experience I can't say no one was mean to you because let's face it everybody talks about the Caribbean woman in the Jamaican store who shop restaurant who refused to give you extra gravy so you know let's be real there are some mean people out there and then they asked me if I've ever smoked weed and I was like nope uh -oh. never I was like no how are you Jamaican and never smoked weed? I'm like, how? Oh, how? No. Like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, why would you assume that everybody in Jamaica smokes weed? Because you guys have it. Like, it's, you know, I was just like, all right. And they were like, and so, so this other person was like, never. I'm like, never. I don't have to lie. I was like, they didn't believe you. <laughs> I'm looking like, no, my mom and nobody's looking over my shoulder. I've never smoked weed. It's just, so it's, it's, it's like, why would you just default to that? You know, I mean, I, if, if, I mean, if you're a Rastafarian, it's like, okay, you know, they assume, but I'm like, why mm -hmm. would you assume that? And, um, it was, I didn't even think I needed to, you know, I kind of said, well, would you, would you, if someone said they were from Colombia, would you automatically assume that they've had experience with cocaine? You know, right. it, it, it's, it's like, it, it's, it's, it was, it was just a weird, and, and we were in a, a, a place where there was a going away party for someone. And I was just like, all right, you know, maybe they had a little too much to drink because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like getting into it, but you know, I had that. Um, so, but specifically though, as a Caribbean woman, like what are some, you know, stereotypes like i think for me um i remember at an old job you know like as you know we we tend to have that reputation like some of us we don't smile with you i mean i, I don't I, i'm not smiling all the time and quite frankly if if i look like i have a serious face which i'm told i have most of the time it has nothing to do with you i probably don't even see you and mm. um you know i was told that i was mean because I had like a serious face. And I think that's also some of the challenges people who, who are new immigrants working, they tend to be a little bit more serious and the American workplace tends to um, value, you know, more social, social ability as yeah. opposed to, you know, this, you know, this arm's length approach that we have, which is kind of what we were brought up on. So I think that's particular something to me that I've experienced that I'm a mean Jamaican woman. I'm like, I'm not mean. I just, <laughs> I, I just don't have anything to say to you. If I need to speak to you, I'll speak to you. And if I'm upset with you, you're going to know that I'm upset with you, but it's, it's the, it's, it's part of the American cultural workplace as opposed to, you know, how we were brought up. What are other misconceptions you've had? Deanna, will you party? I'm sure they have a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, can't, of I can't believe you live that life and they even know it. Like, I wouldn't. 
I would not have patience for anybody's mouth on Monday morning. <laughs> right? I feel like my, my weekend life, though, lets me deal with all of the things I have to deal with throughout the week. Because, I mean, you guys have seen some of my posts that <laughs> I... There are so many, so many random issues that I have being a woman in the workplace, being a black woman in the workplace, being a Caribbean woman in the workplace. Um, and there's so much that, that you almost have to explain yourself before you can even just be yourself there. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, you know, Carrie, and I hear you with the social aspect. And I've seen it actually hurt other people, other Caribbean women. I know because they're not, you know, going into the the kitchen and it's somebody's birthday and blah, blah, blah. And of course, I mean, even myself, I don't have a lot of patience for that. <laughs> like I want to, I want to get back to work. I don't really need to stay here and celebrate Carol's birthday for an hour. Um, but it tends to hurt, hurt us because it's seen as, Oh, you're antisocial. Yep. You don't want to participate. You're not a team player. When the truth is we've, we've been taught that we just, you'll be promoted on your merit yes. and your work ethic. Yes. And that's not really the case anymore. People want personality. They want to be able to socialize. They want to be able to hang out with you because the further up you get in the, in the, um, the corporation, they're going to have to interact with you more yeah. often. So they're looking for those personal connections and we're not really taught to, yeah. to expose that side of us. So that's part of the reason why I'm very conscious yeah. about letting people know what I do outside of work. And I've had, you know, higher ups come to me and, oh, how was your weekend? They're just waiting for the scoop. <laughs> so what'd you do? Where'd you go? What What was this party? What was that? Um, so it actually can help to be a little bit more social. Not that you need to tell them everything about your business, but it, it can help to be a little bit more social and a little bit more open. And it really goes against how we're taught to, to behave in a workplace. Um, but it, yeah, I see it constantly with that. But what I usually get is, you know, Carrie Ann, you don't have locks. <laughs> I have locks. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm the weed person. Mm-hmm. They right. come to me and ask me where they can get it or Look do up. I know anyone? Exactly. And when I'm like, I have no <laughs> connection for you. I don't smoke weed. I don't know anybody who can get you weed. I'm sorry. Uh, it, you almost see the, the microaggression like, wait, but you're West Indian and you have locks. What do you mm-hmm. mean? <laughs> you're my weed connection. You're my go-to. Um, so definitely having to explain that having lots in the workplace is also a different challenge. It's not so much a barrier anymore for getting promoted or getting hired, but it definitely does come with its own set of misconceptions. And especially you're a West Indian woman with lots. There's, there's a lot that they assume immediately. You know, um, Deanna, what you said about the, the whole, no meritocracy or view that's the reason why i started carry on friends because i that in 2013 into i was in a place where this one attorney she's a fresh associate and you know she's there fretting you know she's social with the paralegals and i'm their manager and you know basically because you know, I wasn't really, you know, I'm about work. I'm not going to laugh with you and kiki key and all that good stuff. And she encouraged some of those paralegals to be insubordinate. And she went around telling everybody that I was toxic and I was, and I was mean. Wow. And, I'm, and I'm like, you, you could count how much words come out of my mouth. So I know whatever I tell you, I tell you for your professional interest, best interest and for my best interest, because I was hired to do this job. And it was at that point, there was a turning point because, you know, I'm not a rainmaker and I felt like the actions there eventually led to me losing that job because it was them against me. It was Mm. me, you know, Mm. not playing their game. It was me not laughing. I'm like, I I, I really, I really don't, I really don't care what you do, especially since I knew that she was like one of those who was like gunning for me to lose my job. Mm. that's when she got the screw wow. face and the serious face. And that's when she was like, you see, and I'm, and, and I, and I reported it a couple of times, but those are like some issues. And that's essentially why I started this platform is like, you got to play their game. And the challenge for us is like, we don't want to play their game. Like, yo, we don't mm. have time for that. <laughs> we, we, we will tell you. And this is why those major hype skits are really funny because we really want to tell you what he said, but we know we can't tell you what he's saying, you know? <laughs> You know, we can't look at you, you know, you know, we, I mean, some people do it because I've, 
I've heard stories of people who worked with other West Indians and the, those stories of those West Indians going off is like, oh, wow, he did that? Man. But, you know, yeah, in my work... Job later? <laughs> <laughs> so, That's I mean, that, but that is, that, is, that is a serious issue. I've been to... Like, I remember we were at, like, a Caribbean American Heritage Day um, panel. And, you know, people said that they got fired. People are getting fired because this adjustment to how we socialize. So, you know, so now that people know you're West Indian, you've been spoken to a couple times, you're a black woman, you're a minority, you have all these issues. And so, you know, you not laughing with the office and going out every time the office has drinks. I'm not a drinker. And I tell them that. And when we go out, I drink Shirley Temples. And they're like, what? I'm like, listen, I'm here. I'm here. And I right. like Shirley Temples. And that's it. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's almost like you need to conform and do things the way they do. And we are like, I want to go home. And I, I have, like, yeah. people at home. And I'm tired. But it's, People take it really personal. Yes, uh, they do. Yeah. Take it yeah. really personal when you don't um, take part in office culture. And that took a long time for me to get used to. Um, but and as a West Indian woman, I still am on my P's and Q's when I do take part in office culture. So like at my office on Thursdays, they have like a cafe in the building and we have a happy hour after at five, like five to seven. And at first I would never go. <laughs> and they were like, Alicia, we're going upstairs. I'm like, mm, I'm good. I'm just going to finish this up and go home. And then the Trini girl actually came to me and was like, why you don't ever go upstairs? And I'm like, well, I don't, these are my friends. I'm here for some money. Why would I laughing joke with these folks over, over wine or whatever? And she's the one who was like, listen, you need to come upstairs every now and then. You don't have to come every Thursday, but you need to come stay for 20 minutes, drink a little half a glass, giggle and, and laugh at their jokes, and then you can go home. But trust me, people are watching. Mm -hmm. You do good work, but this is part of it. Yep. And I was like, okay. And so I started doing that. But even while I'm up there, I still feel like, you know, I need to be on my guard. You know, I'll, I'll drink half a glass. I'll laugh and I joke. But um, I'm still like, you know, on my guard. But I do have to take part. And that's something that's really hard, um, I think, for, for um, West Indians to, mm -hmm. to get, get, get in gear with. Yeah, because we were taught like, you know, men are like fake. And, we, you know, right. it, it, it's this thing. But. Um, all right. So, so far, let's recap what um, the misconceptions are. She has friends, but we're cultured not to have friends at work. Mm. Um, we love our job and we work hard, but our personality will shine only in the right environment. And usually that's a challenge. If we don't talk, it's for a lot of reasons. It's not because we hate you. you know, <laughs> that could be it, but it's usually not. So the other thing is, um, success and hard work is cultured into our every fiber. Now, this I want to touch on because, you know, success and hard work goes two different ways, right? So I've, I've had the benefit of really getting far in my career because people recognize that I worked very hard and they were like, all right, let's go they hook. They hook their arm in mine and they like pull me along. But some other people, boy, they see that hard work and they start competing with you. And mm -hmm. then that's when all the other things that we talk about coming to place, the, the, the sabotage and, you know, going behind people's back. And when that happens, the true culture of like, that's when more the aggression comes out from a West Indian perspective. So it kind of exacerbates the problem. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's interesting. Um, I think as Caribbean women, we really don't play the politics at work. Yeah, we don't. Um, and, you know, I think we, we need to, we, we definitely need to, we're missing out. That's part of um, corporate life, right? You yeah. have to play the game, you have to play the politics. And, you know, we really are taught that just work hard and you'll succeed. Yeah. Just keep working hard. If you didn't get that promotion, it's because you didn't work hard enough. So we work harder and we don't realize it could be politics. It's politics. It could be, Right. And we don't engage in that. Yeah. And I think we, we definitely are missing out. I did. It's a disservice to us. I didn't. Then. Right. Now I do. Yeah. Because. And it doesn't always have to be like backstabbing. It's just, no. you have to be aware of who's making certain moves. The power and players. Who's cozying up with different people. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Really. It, it's a game of survivor. 
Yep. Right. And we don't play the game. Yeah, we, we are just conditioned to work hard and keep working hard and that will equal success. And that's not really true anymore. Yes. And um, so uh, we, we, I did a workshop called um, Your Caribbean Competitive Advantage. And one of the things that I keep saying, we cannot bring soccer rules to an NFL game. You mm. know, mm. we have whatever rules they have there. We have to play in their rules. We have to play those positions. And like you said, no, we don't have to lie and backstab, but we know that every morning, you you know, you know that, you know, it's part of the culture there to nod and, you know, yak it up a little bit and do, you, you kind of have to do that. You got to observe who are the power players, who, who's what, who's this. And, you know, one of the other things that I had to learn was like saying, hey, I did this. I did a good job. Like culturally, and most immigrants are not comfortable kind of tooting their horn about what they've done. And mm-hmm. that has killed us in so many ways. And I have to learn to kind of start, you know, kind of saying, hey, mm-hmm. I did this job. And it, it feels weird kind of saying, look at me. I did a good job. But essentially, you kind of have to do that because if you don't say it, someone else is going to take that credit. So I had to learn that. And it's still kind of hard to do that, bring that attention to myself because I've been cultured not to bring that attention to myself. Forget that I'm doing this podcast because clearly that's bringing attention to myself. But you kind of grew up (laughs) knowing, you know, be seen and not heard. And, you you know, you kind of take that behavior into the workplace. Yeah, you'll be recognized in time for as long as you work hard. Someone will recognize you when and you'll get your credit when it's due. But to, to, to put your, put your hand up and um, like at, at my job, I'm a long-term freelancer. And so now it's all been almost a year and now everyone keeps coming at me like, are they going to bring you on full time? What's going on? Why is this taking so long? And one guy in particular was like, why don't you go talk to them? Go to HR, go to the head and, um, woman and be like, I want to be full time. Let them know. And I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, if they want me full time, they can offer one. I don't know if I want to be full time, but if they wanted me, they would let me know. Why would I go and, you know, put my, you know, stick my head up if not Call necessary. Attention to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They that- know what work I'm doing. They see me here. Yeah. And he didn't get it. He was like, okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I like war at myself with these types of things because my nature is to, you know, just fold into the back mm-hmm. when this office culture is so opposite that. So, you know, that that's something that's been coming up a lot recently. Everyone's like, why don't you go talk to them about that? And I'm like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring up one small, it's in regards to everything we've talked about. This yeah, is very ahead. small <laughs> and, um, and really not that important, but something that really irritates me is that, you know, I try to save money at times and bring lunch from home. Oh, yes. So <laughs> what drives me insane is when people, oh, my God, what is that? Is that curry? What is, or if it's not, if it's not a recognizably West Indian dish that every American knows, like a curry or something, if it's I brought leftover pepper pot or something like that. And oh, ooh, what's that? And everyone's in my bowl and they want to know. And I got <laughs> the struggle. Feel, and I'm like, really? <laughs> really? It's called pepper pot. It was made of this. And like, can I eat? It's getting cold now. Can I eat? Like, <laughs> those, those, are the, those are the things that, that's a small thing, but that's something that. No, that's a big up. thing. There's, I, I don't think there's <laughs> that one. I think everybody just went, oh, yeah, because yeah. we all know what that's <laughs> yeah, like. like. Oh, yeah. But do you encourage them? Like, well, maybe not encourage them, but when they do come to you and start asking you, are you open to talk or is it more like, I don't really want to have to educate you about my food. I just want to sit here and eat in peace. And maybe you're not eating with other people even. Is it, is it like they're imposing? Over time. It depends my mood. (laughs) I can get real standoffish sometimes and and want my personal space, but um, over time I've become a little more open. Um, What most recently happened, which I thought was hilarious was that, um, you guys know that I'm going to Guyana in May for this film festival and yeah. no one really, I just put in that I'm taking this vacation um, and everyone thought it was just like a family thing. And then we as a department had lunch and this girl was started talking. She's like, yeah, I'm really into film and this and that. And I was, and I was like, I must've had something to drink. So I was like, yeah, girl, do you know I'll do this? And I'm having a film <laughs> workshop in Guyana. And she was like, Oh wow. I, I, and she's like, oh, she's almost ready to book her ticket to come. 
this like yes. a book her ticket. The film festival needs her participation. Right? Right. Yes. <laughs> but it was shocking Tourism. to me. She's this blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, like super Becky girl who she's mad cool, but like I couldn't I again like warn with myself, like I can't believe I'm having this conversation and now open and then now, so now she's asking me even more questions about Guyana and I'm sharing all this information with her and I'm like, oh, this is a new level for me. Wow, I don't feel yeah. weird. It almost feels like you're letting your guard down. Deanna, what would you say to a young Caribbean lineal going into work and, you know, having to deal with microaggressions and are not used to that? Wow, that's, that's going to be a challenge um, because I think it depends so much on how much of your your cultural heritage is part of your day to day, right? Like how much of that do you bring to the workplace? Are you comfortable sharing that about yourself? And you don't necessarily need to start off with, hey, I'm, I'm you know, Jamaican, I'm Guyanese, I'm Trinidadian, let's all talk about it. But it's more of just being open to socializing at all mm-hmm. in the workplace, being open to really seeing other people as just, just like you. You know, you can feel safe saying things about yourself, encouraging them to have conversations with you, opening yourself up, maybe not being so resistant to their questions because they just don't know. Right. And for so long, we haven't said anything. Right. Like we don't tell them that we're West Indian. We don't say anything about our culture. We don't say anything about our history. So they really have no frame of reference. So they're coming with questions. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think it's important to to accept it as part of who you are, right? If you're a woman, you're a woman. You can't hide that when you go into the workplace and you accept that things are going to happen to you or, you know, you're going to get a certain reaction because of it. It's the same as when you're West Indian, you know, things are going to happen. Things are going to arise because of it. And just being comfortable in yourself, knowing that this is part of who you are. These are the challenges you're going to face and being ready to to engage with people and have those discussions. Um, but as far as the socializing, actually, I actually do have someone who came to Carabana with me and was a coworker mm. and had never heard of the carnival at all. Yeah, she's a Taiwanese American. Um, she saw what I was doing with the blog. She was very interested and she came and played a mass. And now every year, I'm not kidding, every year, when are we going? When are we going to Carabana? When are we going to Toronto? Um, so you'd be surprised how much that just exposing yourself like that mm-hmm. can actually help you build friendships, can actually get more acceptance. People start understanding. Um, I know another coworker who she actually had to go away for bereavement is very short in my company. And she had to go for a while because she was staying for the nine nights that, you know, the nine Jamaican. nights are really. Yeah, it's, it's well, she's Guyanese. We also do Oh, you guys do Um, nine nights too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was trying to figure out how do I explain to them that I need leave for this whole period of time? Mm -hmm. And she was really struggling with, do I even tell them why? And do I have to explain it? And I'm like, you, you, this is part of who you are. You Mm -hmm. have to tell them because you need this time and they need to know that. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like that, where you just kind of have to be like, this is part of who I am. Right. And you have to, engage with people and you have to let people know about it because you also want to be comfortable to do things for yourself as well. So I would, I would say just be more open. It's not a crutch. It's not a bad thing to be West Indian. So be proud of it and let people know. All right. So before I go back to Alicia, um, um, since you brought it up, Deanna, let's just, you know, for whoever is listening who may not be familiar, you know, kind of explain what the nine nights are, even though growing up, I thought it was nigh as in, night you know like how the, the british use nine nine <laughs> nights i'm like what's night but it's it's nine nights and just kind of explain quickly nine what, nights what's the nine yeah nights. it's part of um yeah it's part of the grieving and and the funerary traditions in in the caribbean and the west indies um where you spend this time really grieving the person who's lost but at the end of the nine nights you celebrate the life because that person is no longer suffering. That person is in a better place. It's a celebration of that person's life. And so for, for quite a few people, they, they do the entire time. Like um, in the workplace, it's kind of hard to ask for that whole period of time off. Maybe mm-hmm. people have to travel on the ninth night, you know, for the ninth night. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's part of the, the grieving. It's part of the funeral, part of the, the bereavement for West Indians. 
although I don't feel, I feel like they're, you know, for a period of time, I feel like there's partying all nine nights and not just <laughs> nine nights. But, but, I mean, we are still West Indian, right? <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> but that's a whole other, but I think that's like, we like a cultural experience, like nothing. I don't, we have to talk about how Guyanese do it, but how the Jamaicans do it with the greater and, and all this other stuff. So now, Alicia, what, the same question, how would you advise someone, you know, about being themselves or, you know, how to kind of navigate the workplace and not dimming their, not necessarily blowing it up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Muhammad Ali, the champ is here. You're not announcing the treaty is <laughs> here, you know, but like, how do you kind of. Find- uh, I actually kind of have these conversations now because my kids are older. Mm-hmm. They're 18 and 19 and have had summer jobs or internships. And so, I'm now in the role my mother was in. And so I'm trying to figure out how, what I'm going to say and do differently or the same as she did when I started, you know, putting my foot in the workplace. So um, with them, it's a little different. They're a little even more watered down than I am. (laughs) They're not uh, overt as overtly. And even I'm not that overtly West Indian. Um, But in general, what I tell them is from what, I don't want to tell them the same exact thing my mother told me, right? Which is, you know, to become this, you know, Stepford uh, office mate who, you know, is exactly the same as every other American and you can never um, express yourself and your, your heritage and your culture in any way. So, but I also want them to be aware that there can be negative re- repercussions for um, being seen as different or other. Um, and instead of my, my thing is, I don't teach that you need to stuff your heritage down, but you need to be, make smart decisions mm-hmm. um, for how you present and how you interact um, when it comes to, you know, just in general, but also with, with being Guyanese in the workplace. And everything is a learning experience. So however it turns out, it's not the end of the world. If you, you know, end up sharing with someone that, you know, we're going home for a month in the summertime and it turns some weird conversation that somehow backlashes at the workplace. All right. Well, what are we going to take from that? How are we going to learn from that? How are we going to move on? The world is not over. The worst thing that's happened, you may have to find another job. Um, but you know, that's happened before in life and, and it's not the end of the world. So these are things I, I am actually actively trying to figure out how to share with them and um, you know, how to, how, how they would navigate through this weird space that is American, corporate America. It, it is a it is a weird space, but you know, I I think I've I've learned, you know, I've been burnt enough times by my own, you know, naivete, so to speak, my my being resolute in, you know, I come here and do a good job, and and actually, I think what really kind of made me feel that way, I remember, tell a quick story. I have beer stories, but. You know, I I remember there was this job and this office manager. I stopped talking to her or interacting with her. And I was very honest because, you know, sometimes we're too, we're, we're too much on principle. You know, I'm on principle, but we're too much on principle. So the office manager was chatting some people and I felt it was inappropriate as an office manager to be talking about another coworker, mm-hmm. you know, talking with somebody else, telling our business, you know, like I thought it was inappropriate when I mean inappropriate something never burned me so much in my life right because as the office manager she had like sensitive confidential conversations and i knew she was telling somebody else so i stop talk to her i would say good morning or whatever but because as what that tells me now like if me have a problem that's hr related me not chat to you mm. my business mm. that's how i translated that so when it came to review time, she told, you know, the, the, the partners that, you know, I'm being mean to the staff. Again, this mean thing keep coming up because I shut down, right? I, I just I just shut down. And so in my review, it came up that I was mean. So the, so, so I, the, the, the owner of the company was like, well, does she do her work? He's like, yes. Well, so the, the owner and the partner was like, well, that all that's matter. But they were they were older white guys and they're not about the whole social business they're about you doing your job so i kind of got away with that 
But mm. as I moved through other jobs and the bosses were not as older and they were younger, I wouldn't have gotten, I, I can't get away with, oh, mm. she's a hard worker, you know, and, right. you know, it would go. So that was kind of when the reality, and, you know, maybe the bosses were older, but they were kind of transitioning. So the other stakeholders, the other people that had the ear of people who had more influence, you know, mm. were, were younger. So that didn't work out for me. But at the end of the day, I still worked hard. And it was, it, so they can't get you on your hard work. They're going to get you on the interpersonal skills, mm -hmm. the, the social, the social aspect. So, you know, um, that's part of the strategy that, you know, I kind of talk about. And these are the conversations that I try to have with, you know, when my daughter was in high school, like the parents, like we kind of have to start having different conversations with our kids because mm. we're not preparing them, you know, to deal with what now becomes almost 80% of corporate, how you interact with your coworkers as opposed to the work that you're delivering. That, that takes such a bigger impact on your job and the longevity mm. of your job. And regardless of what they say, oh, we value work. I, it, it, that's not the experience of, people of color or worse if you're an immigrant that is just not always your experience agreed, agreed. exactly yeah you know so thank you guys for joining me to have this conversation i think we talked more not only about the misconceptions of the caribbean woman but the misconceptions of the caribbean immigrant and mm. period um it's it's there's no quick solution there's no easy fix i think the only thing we could say is just keep having these conversations so if you're listening, you don't feel like you're the only one that is going through this. To be continued, more conversations. Thank you, Alicia and Deanna, for being part of this conversation. And like I like to say at the end of the show, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S dot com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com or Find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.